What's up, everybody, and welcome to Now Available, the Internet's only streaming service podcast. I am one of your hosts, Adam Howard, and with me, as always, the groomsman, Ricky Attinger. More than two more than I have. <laughs> you were trying to be party man. Honestly, I'm not entirely sure either. <laughs> So, so on on my side, it's gonna be you, and my brother's gonna be the best man. So it's you two. Uh huh. Basically, you have to like help keep me in line on wedding day, as well as show up to the bachelor party. I think that's lit- that. To my best knowledge, that's pretty much it. Oh. As well oh. as you have to like wear specific things to the wedding, like to fit like the outfit sort of thing. Oh yeah, so that's a that's another thing I was gonna ask. Do I need to wear like? Is it like a matching? Everyone is getting like a matching suit or like tuxedo look, or is it like um? So no, I guess how formal is it going to be? So what's what's happening is I have a I'll have a, a navy blue three piece suit, and then you and my brother will have like gray dress pants, a white t shirt, and then navy blue bow tie and suspenders. <laughs> okay, so. Any pretty much any white shirt, any like white dress shirt will do, and then like light gray pants. I can send you the like where my brother went to get him if you want to like match them exactly. If not, yeah. you can just go with whatever, whatever kind of light gray pants. Um, brown brown shoes. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. All right. Okay. Yeah. Send me that. Nothing line. crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll try and find the the information. Your brother's probably what a foot, two feet taller than me. So if I buy the exact same pants that he has, they'll just be all bunched up at the bottom. <laughs> you'll have you'll have like bell bottoms. Yeah, I'll just have those extra uh, extra long pants, um, an extra small shirt because he's way skinnier than me. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a look. I'm I'm really excited. Yeah, it'll it'll be fun for sure. Uh, oh, so I gotta. I'm trying to think of a story before um, we got on here, and I already told you my my cool story. But I'm not gonna repeat it yet because I don't want to give it away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But okay, so have you ever had pita gourmet? Pita gourmet. Yeah, it's a chain, um, like Euro, like Greek restaurant. A Euro Greek restaurant. Well, I mean, like Euro is like oh. the like the sandwich, not like EU, RO, like European Euro. I don't think I've ever had it now. Oh, buddy, let me tell you about this. It's so fucking good. <laughs> um, I got it. When did it? Uh, Saturday was the first time I had it, and then I had it again yesterday. Mm. It's so good. Oh my god! If you like Greek food or like Mediterranean, like. They got euros. They got falafel. They've got um, 
all sorts of shit <laughs> like that. But it's very good. I think it's I think it's good. What was that called again? Pita Gourmet. Pita Gourmet. Where yes, is sir. that? Um, there's one on transit. I know you don't know Buffalo, but there's one on transit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's any out toward you. There has to be one near you guys. In I mean, there's got to be some somewhere around here. But yeah, even if it's not the same, the it's probably like pretty similar. Yeah, I imagine. Imagine so. Hmm. So that would be my uh, everyone go out and try Peter Gourmet. Rick's pick, Peter Gourmet. And segue, seg, seg, the Rick weighing into Rick's picks. This week, on top of the movie that we watched, on top of the movie that we're gonna watch, well, that we already did for the second episode, you gotta, everyone needs to go out there, fire up Hulu, watch a little movie from 2009 called Jennifer's Body. <laughs> uh, I forgot how much I love that movie, and my sister sent me like a Snapchat or something with like, oh, Jennifer's body is on Hulu. Uh, and I watched it, I think, three times since she told me that. <laughs> Dude, it's so, oh my god, it's so good. It's just like, it's, um, it's Megan Fox, and she's like, you know, the, the high school, what, like, popular cheerleader girl and her friend is like the dorky nerdy girl played by uh amanda seyfried 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 and it's just i'm like going back and forth but jennifer become or megan fox's character uh through some wacky uh circumstances gets possessed by like a demon and it's like this is gory uh coming of age you know timeless story everyone goes through this story getting possessed by a demon Mm -hmm. all that that sort of stuff but oh my god dude it's so good it's such a good movie it's fun it's campy um how old do you think megan fox was in this movie how old oh jesus because she's playing a teenager but i because it came out in 2009, and Megan Fox is... I'm going to say she was 24. 24. We'll see. So she this would be 11 young. years ago. So she would be... Holy shit, she would have been 24. I got it? Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! Wow. You can't fool me. Megan Fox, you have to get up earlier to fool me. I just don't get my one thing is like why do they have all these young people or all these like older people playing like high schoolers? I'm like doesn't make a lot of sense, but oh well. I mean that's just how it is, I guess. Yeah, it's it's kind of this I think the thing is like the one of the most egregious places to look for it is is in the original Spider Man movie. <laughs> where you got oh. you got Toby Maguire and uh Joe Man Manginello. Mm-hmm. His flash tops. <laughs> oh my god! And they look like, and he looks like a frat bro in it. Yeah, he looks <laughs> so old. Now that I'm picturing it in my mind, he looks so old. How, he does oh not look god. like he's in high school. <laughs> How old is um? 
Yeah, what would an actual 18-year-old look like in a movie? They would look like they're 10, right? They would look like a child. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I watched... Uh, well, one movie I started to watch, I didn't end up finishing it, uh, was uh, not 8th grade, uh, the, the Edge of 17 with uh, Haley Steinfeld in it. Okay. And she was... She looks young in that movie. I'm not sure. Because it came out in 2016, so she would have been... She would have been four years ago. She would have been twenty, but still, that's a lot closer to the the correct age. Because she looks, she looks like a high schooler, not like, uh, not like somebody pretending to be a high schooler. Yeah, not like the. How are you doing, fellow youths? <laughs> that's me. Whenever I do anything involving younger kids. Hmm. Show up with yeah, show up with my skateboard. The best part about that like stupid meme is his fucking shirt. It just says music band on it. With the with the with the little lightning bolt in the middle. I don't think I ever noticed that before. Oh my god. It's so hysterical. I wanted Oh, here's another story. I I was like I've been watching a lot of like old skateboarding videos. Okay. And <laughs> I was like, oh I I wanna like rip off a bunch of those old like skateboard designs and make them into like now available stickers or like or like a shirt or something and i thought about doing that music band like just doing now with a little lightning bolt and then available or like um there's this one brand called toy machine and one of their most like recognizable designs was like it's like a like this like the fists and it says mm-hmm. toy, but it has like three knuckles and then machine and it has like all the knuckles on it. Like it has like a <laughs> bunch of fingers. So it's like hysterical. dude now available would like work perfectly with that. It really would. Yeah. It's hysterical. <laughs> so I'm gonna do it. I just haven't done it yet. Was uh Yes, well that's it for Rick's picks, I guess. <laughs> Go watch Jennifer's body and Reminisce in the old times of 2009. 11 years ago. No, it's 12 years ago now. Yeah, it's fucking forever ago, dude. You're uh... off by a year then. (laughs) No! Fuck! She doesn't... I was reading some of the trivia, and there was um, a bit in there where she was, like, trying to look, um, like, sickly. So she like stopped going outside into like the sunlight to get like paler. And she like was like on a really restrictive diet. She weighed like 97 pounds at one point. Which is insane. Like, could you imagine weighing less than a hundred fucking pounds? I couldn't imagine it though. And then like as an adult woman too, like she wasn't like I can imagine like a teenager, like, oh I'm twelve, I don't weigh <laughs> I weigh ninety seven pounds, but It'd be yeah. 24, 23. Jeez. Absolutely mm-hmm. insane, dude. Well, it's the same stuff with, like, uh, Christian Bale, where he's, like, machinist and gets down to, like, skin and bones. is fucking crazy. That, that was another one, too, where I was reading. Um, he wanted to weigh less than 100 pounds. And they were like, <laughs> they're like, listen, you can't do that. Like, you're going to get, like, you're going to fuck your body up if you do this. Um, right, yeah. But I think he got to like one one oh three or something, one oh two. Yeah, is, I imagine so. Yeah, which still it's horrifying. 
Yeah, to see his body like that is disgusting. Like, well, it's not disgusting, but it's just fucking, it's so jarring. Yeah, because then you look at him in The Dark Knight, and then you look at him in uh, Vice, where yeah. he's playing uh, uh, Cheney, and he's, like, all big and everything. And he did that all, like, like in real life, so it's not, like, even, like, it's makeup or anything like that. For real. Uh, I want to say, yeah, so Machinist... And then his next movie was Batman Begins. Yeah. So he he was down to like what's let's just say 105 pounds. He gets up to like two something. I want to say it was like 230. You see him in that movie. He's massive. Yeah. And there was a thing of trivia that was like he actually had gained too much weight, so he had to lose weight again to fit into the suit. And then I think the next movie he did in between the two Batmans was um. The fighter. That sounds right. I think that's. I, I know he did that Just in between the Batman. Yeah, and in that one, he's like a, like a, like a not a junk. Like he's like addicted to drugs or something. He's like a fucked up dude. Yeah, and he's skinny yeah. in that one too. So like, how the hell? It takes me forever to lose like five pounds. Well, these people they're getting paid to do it too, so they're like, they're just like. We're gonna drop all this this weight and we're gonna be skin and bones. Cause I, I could never never do anything like that. I I A, like it wouldn't be healthy. B, I would have no purpose to do it. C, I like to I like food too much. Oh man. It, it would be really cool if I was like, oh, I got a Marvel's paying me, you know, two hundred million dollars to get fucking jacked. Or they're paying me uh, you know, two million dollars to lose. 100 pounds but i gotta do it in five weeks <laughs> like what do you do Jesus. <laughs> yeah like how do you do that that wouldn't be possible it feel it feels like they do that like every time in between those movies are up and down up and down up and down yeah where it's like you're gonna get super fit for this film it's like, i okay. wonder i wonder like the long-term effects like you know, when he's finally like, you know, I'm done doing this. I'm done doing this this weight loss thing. Is he either going to, like, retain weight like crazy? Or he's just never going to, like... Because like his, his metabolism is going to be so fucked. Yeah, I was I was actually listening to... Uh, it was Joe Rogan's podcast when he had Matthew McConaughey on. And he was talking about going from, like... Uh, when he was in Dallas Buyers Club to whatever movie he was in after that. Um, and how, like, he dropped down, and then when he started to, like, build muscle back up and stuff like that, it didn't, like, it didn't come in, like, the same ways as it was before. So oh. it didn't, like, form, form how it, how it was. It would, like, form in weird ways and stuff like that. Or, like, different ways than it, than it would before, which is, like, if you, why would you do that to your body? <laughs> like, it's crazy. If, yeah, if you've always weighed X amount of, like, of all your weight always sat right in your stomach and then you lose all that weight and you're like, you know, six pack abs or whatever, or your skin and bones. And then the next time you gain weight, it's all in your thighs. Like that would be fucked yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, They're not normal people. That's for damn sure. Yeah. They're simply not normal. And they people. don't get normal paychecks either. <laughs> it's true. I wonder how much they get paid. Like, I wonder if there's like, um, in their contracts, if it's like, you know, we'll give you an extra hundred thousand dollars if you 
I don't know, take your shirt off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or for like, and there are contracts like that because I think Vin Diesel, there's something like that when he wears like tank tops or whatever versus taking his shirt off or different things for like Fast and the Furious movies or whatever it is. I heard that at some point recently, like when uh, Fast Nine came out. But That's I don't awesome. know. What would your what would your uh, contract thing be? You put it oh, in the well, contract, like I want this has to happen in the movie. <laughs> this is tough. You have to you have to pay me X amount of money to put more clothes. <laughs> 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 to put more yeah, I'm only wearing a t shirt and shorts. Anything other than that, that's another five grand per item. Yep. Yep. Per yeah. item per scene. Yeah, what the hell would I want? What would I want in the movie? Oh, no, I would... oh, mine would be I'd break the fourth wall. Like I in in my contract is like I get one line where I get to look directly into the camera and say something. Like fucking Bow Wow in uh, Tokyo Drift, where he gets into the elevator with all those girls and he looks at <laughs> the elevator doors are closing. He looks at the camera. And he's like, throws him <laughs> like a like a wink. Yeah, I think that would be mine. Oh, yeah, speak, speaking of other movies, though. Okay. I I came up with a task that I sprung on you uh, a while ago. A while ago, and you forgot, and then I sprung it on you again right before we went online. Yep, sounds about right. So I'm listening to Kind of Funny Podcast, or one of them, and they had this great bit about what movies do you think are underrated and what movies do you think are overrated? And I said to myself, I'm stealing this for our show because it fits fucking perfect. Right. Um, I'll go first. So you still have time to think about yours. Cause I don't remember if you okay. said you have one. Yeah, I have. Well, I have both of them now, I think but okay. you, you can go first. When I, when I heard that I had two that immediately came to my mind uh, for, I'll start with for overrated first, my pick, my choice for most overrated movie is fucking it follows i hate that movie and i think it's trash <laughs> and i and i know that is an unpopular opinion a lot of people love that movie and i just think it's bad i think it was mismarketed i think uh it's not enjoyable it's boring um and it just overall sucks and if that's your favorite movie out there people who are listening slash watching i'm sorry but someone's got to say it. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. I'd always like see the trailers for it because it came out. Was it 2014? Yeah, something like that. I'm say it's 2014. So I was like, I was 14 at that point, and I'm like, mm. I'm like, this is like terrifying to me. I'm like, this I is something I just can't watch. <laughs> so I feel like that's what everyone was like. Oh, this movie is so scary. Oh, it's so da 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 da. It's this. It's that. And I'm like, whatever, like, I don't want to see this. I ended up getting roped into going to see it at the theater. Now, I've gone to the movies a lot, and I've never walked out of a movie. But there's been two instances where I almost did. The first one being um, a movie called Unfriended, which is okay. <laughs> which is another one that's absolute trash. But I think everyone knows that that one is trash. Yeah. It's just a, it's 90 minute buffering Skype call like it sucks. That was the first one. The you second know how much one, money they made on that one? 
I don't even want to know because I'm going to be pissed. It probably costs, what, 15 bucks to make? If we could do it right now. If I just. <laughs> we could do it for free. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, oh my God. That one, it just pissed me off so bad. Um, And the second one being, it follows. Like, they're just talking it. Everyone is fucking talking it up, talking it up, talking it up. And we get in there, we're in the theater watching it, and I'm just being bored out of my mind and being like, I can't believe I paid money to watch this. And it wasn't even like. You know when you go to the movies and there's like, you know, a rowdy group or there's people cracking jokes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um none of, that wasn't even happening. So it wasn't even like I could like enjoy that part of the movie. I don't I just don't like it and I'm sorry. But I'm sorry and I'm not sorry cuz I don't like it. <laughs> what what's your pick for uh overrated movie? So this is a great one cuz it's a movie I just saw uh last week or something like that. So, you ready for it, Ricky? I'm ready. You ready? I think the Green Knight is vastly overrated. I'm turning this off right now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you out of your mind? I, I, I walked out here, I'm like, I wasted two hours sitting there. <laughs> wasted? I mean, some of the stuff was cool, but I'm like, this is boring. <laughs> this is, as as Randall put it in uh, Clerks 2, they just walk. <laughs> just walk for two hours. And it's like, oh, is he dead? Is he not dead? Who are these people? It, oh! You're telling dude, you're telling me that scene where he's tied up Slight spoiler for the movie where he's tied up against a tree and it spin the camera pans around and it shows the seasons change and then it shows him as a fucking skeleton because he died. You didn't like that part? That part was cool. Okay. <laughs> there were there are cool parts of it, but as a whole, I think it's vastly overrated. Like that part was cool. There's a lot of cool shots with him walking around with his axe. Yeah. Um but It's just not a film for me. I I can tell it was well made and like the cinematography was gorgeous and it was like meticulously designed, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Like I can appreciate it from that standpoint. But from a movie I'd want to spend like a day watching, I would have much rather gone to see Black Widow than gone to see Green Knight. And I still haven't seen Black Widow yet. You didn't see Black Widow? No, I was going to go yesterday and then yesterday got away from me. Because I have the Regal Pass, so I'm like, oh, I'll go see this movie. I'll go see this movie. So at least I didn't have to give my hard-earned money to Green Knight. I just, like, use my use my Regal subscription to go see it. I am I am just green with anger. That movie is so fucking cool. You know what? Because you know, there's some people out there who are screaming at their, their stereos or iPod nanos. And they're like, you know they're what, Rick? Boom you're fucking <laughs> boombox. You, they're like record player. Listen, it follows is incredible. So now I feel it. I feel it in my heart. I feel it in my soul because that hurts. Because that movie is so fucking. I love that movie. That was awesome. Damn you! I even bought the book. What? Want to know what the better version of that movie is? The better version of the Green Knight. Okay. The more fun and more watchable movie uh, version of the Green Knight is the Revenant. Just go watch the Revenant. With Leo, that one's awesome. 
Yeah, just go watch that movie. Don't watch The Green Knight. Wow, you're such a... Oh. I can't believe this. I can't... This is a betrayal. Unlike any... <laughs> unlike any ever before. All right, let's move on then. Let's move on to our underrated... As that I was overrated. Ricky in the face. <laughs> yeah. My heart is shattered. I need to move on. Okay, so my pick for underrated movie people that need to give this one more love and if you follow me on twitter i have talked about this one previously is a movie called killing them softly and it stars one uh brad pitt it's got brad pitt that's the that's the one with the cover with him with the shotgun and the black all black and everything yes i still Um, have to watch that movie it's it's so good. If you like crime movies or like um like Goodfellas or anything like that, like this one it's so good. Uh it's about this dude the Ray Liotta is in it and he plays okay. a uh, a guy that like um runs like mob or like mob um gambling or like card games. And okay. his his card game gets knocked over by like these two um like not junkies, but these two dudes who are just like hard out for money. And it kind of gets blamed on Ray Liotta's character. And so it's like higher ups in the mob who are like, oh, we gotta sort this out. So they send in um Brad Pitt's character, who is kind of like a, an internal investigator. And he like he kind of like works his way through and like solves like who did this or like you know he gets to the bottom of it. Um, ben uh, Mendelsohn, the dude from mm-hmm. Rogue One, mm-hmm. he's in it. He's so good. He's so Ooh. good in it. Um, and Ray Liotta does a great this job, movie. dude. It's You're awesome. Me this movie more and more. It's a it's a little slow, but like like all those crime mob movies are slow. Like I think they're designed that way. Yeah. Um, but once you buy into like once you, there's this one scene where this dude breaks down like um like what's going on or like what the plan is once you get to that scene and you buy into it it's ooh it's so good there's some funny bits in it too that are like like just funny stories that um Ben Mendelsohn's character tells because he's like <laughs> he's like trying to make money so he's like me and this other dude are stealing dogs driving them down to florida to sell them to make like a like a couple thousand bucks or whatever but it's like it's cool so so on top of jennifer's body everyone go watch killing them softly and then go watch a green knight what what's your pick for uh underrated so my pick for for most underrated movie or one of them is going to be uh it's everybody wants some by richard blinklater came out in 2014 it's a spiritual sequel to uh, Dazed and Confused, and it um, it tells the story about this guy in his like first three days before classes as he goes to college, and he's a um, he lives in with all the baseball players in this house or these two houses. So it's about them like going out, kind of getting into college, the experience and stuff like that, and like. All the all the classic like Richard Linklater stuff that that goes on. So it's it's such a great film. It's so so well put together, and it's got a great cast. Um, it's got, uh, I believe it's Blake Jenner's the main character. Uh, 
who's also in Edge of 17 and in some other stuff. I don't really remember what else he's in. Um, as well as is one of the side characters. Well, actually, there's two su- two superheroes in this movie, now that I think about it. Because there is Tyler Hochin, or whatever his name is, is in this movie as one of the baseball players, the guy who plays Superman in Superman and Lois. He's in oh. this movie. As well as uh, um, Wyatt Russell's in this movie. Hell yeah! So it's it's got it's got a pretty good cast. It was it's definitely I think one of Richard Linklater's best films. I like it more than Days and Confused actually. So there's a lot of good stuff going on with it. Highly recommend it. Don't know where it's available, but you can probably pick it up for super cheap. <laughs> I haven't watched Days and Confused in who knows twenty years maybe. 25 years? I don't know. It's been a very, very long time. Wait, 25 years? Yeah. So you saw that film when you were what? No, no, it was four. <laughs> four or five? I don't know. It's been a it's been a very long time since I've seen it. But I know it, that's one of those like quintessential movies. Like everyone sees that movie. Yeah, it's such a good movie. Alright, I'm gonna check this out. I'm gonna check them out. Yeah, everybody wants some very good movie. Everybody Green Knight, wants... skip it. I don't even want to. I don't even want to hear it about it anymore. I can't believe this. All right, let's talk about another movie. And in the show about movies, I think we should talk about the movie that we watch. <laughs> I don't know. We talk, we've we've hit on a lot of things today. We've hit on uh, a bunch of movies, a bunch of different stuff. We got weight loss. <laughs> we got movies. We got weddings. We've got whatever else we've got. I don't know what else we got. This have. is what the people want. So let's go right into um, what is it? The Matrix. Dude, Entering the, the Matrix, Matrix, Matrix. Matrix. This week we have Take Shelter from Hulu. It's directed by Jeff Nichols. Directed and written by Jeff Nichols. It stars Michael Shannon, Jessica Chastain, Shay Wingham, Katie Mixon, and Kathy. Baker. It was released January 24th, 2011 at Sundance. It premiered and then uh, wide release September 30th, 2011. The runtime is uh, 121 minutes. It had a budget of uh, $4.75 million and a box office of $5 million. (laughs) That's it? Yep, that's it. So, Ricky... (laughs) What do you what do you think of Take Shelter? Um wasn't my favorite movie that we've watched. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, let me just get right into the good. So I liked uh I liked the cast. I thought the mm-hmm. acting was like really well done. Um It took me a minute. I was like, who the hell is that guy? Why do I know him? And I was just fucking beating myself over the head. Like, why do I know this dude? And it's fucking Zod. Yep. <laughs> which took me forever to realize. Um, I like that. Uh, I like the idea that the storm was coming. Like, mm-hmm. it was also cool that like, uh, like, is it, is he like an untrustworthy narrator? You know what I mean? Cause, yeah. Like, there would be stuff that happened and then. You're like, did that actually happen? Was like, you know what I mean? 
Was it a um, nightmare? That sort of thing. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. Was it? Yeah. Was it a nightmare? Did the dog really bite him? That one was kind of sorted out like pretty quickly. But then like the rest of the stuff, like, is that storm really going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, it was until like probably toward the end of the movie where I was like, did the storm in the beginning even happen, or was that a was that a nightmare? It was I a think nightmare, it was. I think. Yeah, it was a nightmare. But the whole time I was watching it, I'm like, wait, they showed the storm in the beginning. Like that actually happened. <laughs> um, so I really I like that, and I I thought they did a really good job of acting. Um, mm-hmm. th- oh, I really like that dude that plays Dewart. Also, like, what the fuck? Who's who names their kid Dewart? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I was cracking up about Dewart. Um, yeah, but I like that dude. He's in um. He's in Fast and the Furious too. Oh, yes. He yeah, he's in the later ones. I want to say like four and f- I think he's introduced in four. He's another cop that works with Brian at the L.A. police. Yes, he, he gets punched in the right. face and his nose gets fucked up. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah I want to I... say he's he's in something else that I just watched, too, that I thought he was really good in. But I like that dude. I, I think he does a good job. Mm-hmm. Um. What did you like about it? Yeah, so I I I uh I thought it was an interesting movie for sure. Uh one of my first things was like, wait, is this Jessica Chastain or Bryce Dallas Howard? I'm like, I can't tell. <laughs> and then as I when I'm like, okay, this is Jessica Chastain. Okay. She's not running from dinosaurs. <laughs> there were no dinosaurs in the movie. No dinosaurs in the movie, unfortunately. Um but it it was definitely an interesting movie. I think it was uh, definitely interesting too. Kind of the unreliable narrator thing, like you brought up before, where it's like, okay, this guy's having these nightmares, but he's also like having these visions during the day, and then it's revealed that his mom's a schizophrenic, and she mm-hmm. went into an assisted living when she was in her thirties, and he's in his thirties, and is that what is happening? And he can't, he doesn't actually know what's going on, and he kind of gets obsessed with like building the shelter and that sort of thing. And I think it's, I think it's obviously, I don't think it, I don't think the film perfectly like uh, examines like mental health issues and that sort of thing. But I think it's definitely, I definitely like the whole moment where they actually go into the bunker where it's actually the storm warnings on we're in real time, that sort of thing. And he runs into the, to the bunker and stuff like that. And the next morning, they all wake up. Everything's fine. The the um the mom and the daughter are taking like the masks off, and they're like, "You got to take your mask off." Like coaxing him to do this, and then they he won't open the storm door. And then they're like, "You have to do this. You have to do this to prove to yourself that there isn't anything wrong." Because if we do it, it's it doesn't change anything. And mm-hmm. I thought it was a really powerful moment because I know with like with my struggles with different like mental illness stuff, like depression, anxiety, yada, yada, yada. It's been like, you, you can have these people help you, but it has to be you that like overcomes this thing. And I think definitely like the visual of having that dark place with the shelter and then the doors opening up and you see like the sky above, I think was all like a really powerful, like metaphor for like trying to overcome and that sort of thing, which I thought was, I thought that definitely was really cool and a really really cool piece of like visual storytelling with mm. it weaved in that way um, where the shelter is what he's holding on to, but the shelter is also causing him more issues and that sort of thing, which I thought was all really cool. Um, yeah. I thought, 
I, I definitely liked a lot of a lot of different stuff with the movie, a lot of the different shots and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Know, I'm not sure what else to say about the film. Um, it was really cool. Well, not cool, but it's interesting to see how they kind of like was it 2011? How they viewed like mm-hmm. you know like mental health stuff, like like when his brother comes over and. You see him, uh, you see Zod on top of the, um, the shipping container, like measuring for that spinny thing, like the vent. And his yeah. brother comes over and he's like, are you crazy? Like, he's just like laying into him, like giving him shit. And, uh, mm-hmm. he's just being an ass. Like, and then he like threatens to beat him up. <laughs> he's like, want me to come yeah. over and whoop your ass? Like, like, jeez. Yeah. Um, and then, and that scene where, so like, he could have easily been like, hey, man, like, what's going on? Like, are you all right? But instead, he's immediately like, you know, um, attacking him and then threatening to, like, fight him, which was weird. Yeah. And then when they go to that dinner. um, And he, like, freaks out and everybody asks him, like, oh, you think I'm crazy? You think I'm crazy? And but, like, they all know him like it's a small town or like, yeah, they think that was like a company dinner. So he worked. Yeah, something like that. Everyone fucking knew him. <laughs> They could have just been like, hey, you know, like, hey, we heard you're going through some shit. Like, are you all right? Sort of thing. Yeah. But it's merely just it's attack, a, attack, the, attack. Yeah. Which I think that scene, it, like, in particular, as well as, like, like some of the later on stuff, too, is, like, really great performance from Michael Shannon. Well, he does a great job throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. uh, as a main character. Um, as well as, like, like you said, a lot of the performances in this movie are really good, too. And I definitely think it's an interesting movie for sun, a Sundance premiere as well. Because it's by, like, Sony Classic Pictures. So it's, like, this really kind of, like, coming from this, like, prestigious film festival area. And it's, like, a really interesting film to have that happen. Especially with it being, like, a a neo-sci-fi film as well. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's fair. It's weird. The the Storm stuff... Because it's... The Storm thing is weird because it's, like... You don't know if it's, like, a real thing. And you don't... That so that adds to the mental health stuff, mm-hmm. but then at the end, like spoilers for the movie if you didn't watch it, like what the fuck? But we already at, kind of spoiled it. Yeah, but at the end when it shows up, then you're like, "There's a giant the fucking f-? wave." Yeah. Oh, that that was insane. Um. Yeah, it shows like how far back the water is on the beach, and like it's a massive wave, and then there's tornadoes in the clouds. Yeah. That. I'll save my my comments on that till we get to the next segment. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel it. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else that I thought was really cool about or really good. Oh, I did you think that little girl was actually deaf? Like the actress? Yeah. Or like, I mean, it's possible. I think I think for somebody with doing like sign language, different things like that. They either have to be very skilled at acting or actually no sign language. So I think it could go 50-50 on mm, okay. what it could be. So I, I have no idea, actually. I didn't look into it that much. I didn't look into it either. I should have, but I was just like, when I was watching, I was like, I wonder if that girl's actually deaf. I think she was. Yeah, I think it is possible. Because it was like, um, I'm an educated person. I took ASL. <laughs> uh. But there's like when you're doing like signing stuff, when you're comfortable with it, there it becomes like a flow. Like it's not so like mm-hmm. jagged. And 
when that little girl did it, she had like a you know, like her, a rhythm. Yeah, her hands weren't like in front of her face. It was more like like she had done it like a bazillion times. So I wonder. Yeah. I think she originally was. Yeah, or at least like educated in it somewhat. Yeah, or yeah, someone she knows does it. All right, let's mm-hmm. go on to the next segment called the bad. Um, you can go first. The, so the first thing I want to start with that, like, the first thing that like I actually wrote down in my notes for the bad is so the wife goes to church the one morning, yada yada yada, and then the dad takes the daughter out and they go to the library. There's no libraries open on Sunday. There's never libraries open on Sunday. I'm like, what? What? This is breaking my brain right now. Because there's no way you can go to the library on Sundays. Because it's always Sundays. That was my first thing. I'm like, learn a little about the library. What? Oh my God. <laughs> I haven't been to a library in so long. I don't even know that they weren't open on Sunday. It's like Chick-fil-A. I had no idea. Yeah, I haven't been in a long time either, but that was the thing I always remembered is like, or at least one of the ones I'd go to, because I went to a couple different ones when I was younger, mm-hmm. is it would be like, it'd be open a couple days during the week, and then Saturday mornings, and then would not be open Sundays. Not open on Sunday. I'm like, what is happening right now? Uh, is that is that your only beef with the movie? No. Um, so I have I have a couple couple things. Um, like we said earlier, kind of the way they like to pick mental health and how it's dealt with and stuff like that is kind of like, this is not like being in 2021 is like, this is not how we go about things. Yeah. Now it's like, it feels like, at least from a mental health standpoint, it's like, feels so long ago for like how they're treating everything in the movie, which is mm-hmm. weird. Um, and then also uh, what I was saving when we were talking about the ending is I... I didn't like the ending because I was like, I'm not sure what they're trying to say here because there's like this wave and that's not even the storm he's imagining, but they're seeing like everybody's seeing the storm and it's like this giant ass storm, but it's not like the, the, like the poison water or whatever. So is it like, is he dreaming this? Which I didn't, I didn't think is the case. Or is it like something like that? But I'm like, I don't know why, but it feels like they're trying to like, this was just my, like, what I got from the movie. I don't know if this is what they're going for or not. But it feels like now it's a whole family thing that they're all seeing this. Like, I thought okay. it was, like, a joint hallucination. Which I'm like, if you're especially going through, like, the mental illness point of view and stuff like that, that's definitely, don't do that. <laughs> just back up, regroup, don't do that. Yeah. Because I think it would have been more, more powerful, like, to have the movie end a little bit sooner, where it's not like, oh, the it looks like the world's gonna end, like he predicted. It, it, rather, it's the actual, or rather, it's kind of like the actual, um, real world situation of what's going on, rather than kind of like the movie at first, kind of portraying him almost like a Noah like Noah like prophet with like the apocalypse coming, that sort of thing, like this terrible storm. Uh, yeah, they should have picked one or the other. It should have been either mm-hmm. he he is like he might have schizophrenia or something and he's kind of like, you know, coming to terms with it or he's getting over it or, you know, whatever. Or the entire time it was always going to be that storm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was going to be like a bigger deal. Right. Well, 
I think for my for the bad for me was like I just thought the movie was boring. Um it's very slow and methodical for sure. Yeah, it goes on for a really long time. But it it feels like it goes on forever. Yeah, I watched this in three ch- different chunks, I think. See, I watched Whereas, it all in one go. It felt like a day and a half. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a slow burn movie where it's like drip feeding you information. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you just have to like sit there and watch it until they like everything starts to actually unfold into the way like it's actually kind of being set up and done and that sort of thing. Yeah, so I, I think that was my biggest beef. It's like it was just boring, and I wish it was a little bit well, not a little. I wish it was like shorter. If it was like an hour and a half, and they just kind of like you know hit you with the with the points like you know right after each other, and didn't let that like a slow. Wasn't even really like a build. Well, it kind of was. It builds up to him freaking out at the dinner, and then like that mini storm coming. Um, I feel like it just could have happened sooner. It could have happened a lot faster. Yeah, I kind of like the. I liked a little bit of how they did like kind of the slow burn to it. I think there's definitely some of that could that could be kind of trimmed a little bit because we do get the idea where it is very repetitive. But also deals with kind of the same Christopher Nolan thing where it's like, what's real, what's not real, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. The other, the other thing that was very strange to me is, have you seen True Detective before? Yeah, well, I saw the first two seasons. I didn't see the third one. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I've only seen the first season. But like the birds, like moving and the the patterns, I'm like, this like True Detective like pretty much ripped this off if they with like the birds moving in this particular way and that sort of thing. Yeah. Because that came out like, I want to say it's 2014. So a couple of years later, like just using this idea of having the birds just randomly flying in like these these specific patterns, and like only to this one person because they're trying to show them something. And I'm like, yeah, okay, this this seems a little bit familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the bird thing didn't actually happen. I thought it was more like no, I don't think it, I don't think it happened either. But I don't oh. think it happened in True Detective either. Oh, okay. Because True Detective, spoilers for True Detective season no. one, which came out a long time ago. But like, it's it all. A lot of the stuffs in Rustin's uh, Rustin Cole's head because he he was so undercover and doing the drugs and stuff like that that his mind is kind of fractured. So like, he is having these hallucinations with these birds moving weird and that sort of thing. At least that's what I think. Yeah, I could be wrong. <laughs> That's a great show. Great show. Whenever we get to now available TV, we will. That'll be one of the first ones we'll do for sure. Because I think that one's going to be more actually handpicked, so we don't just watch have to spend as oh much God. time watching garbage. <laughs> Imagine you got to watch a uh, three seasons of like a shitty show just so we can go. You know, yeah. I didn't really like that show. <laughs> Jeez. All right. You no, want to thank get... you. Was uh yeah, I think that was all my really my only beef with those movies or with that movie. So if we can get into the final segment, which is the ugly, where I go on Letterboxd and I look up some of the some of my favorite uh, one to half star reviews and pick a couple and I'm going to read them for you now. So let's see. This first one comes from Sarah Beebe. Um, she gave it one star and said, I heard and read wonderful things about Take Shelter and I really wanted to like it but it was so boring. (laughs) Uh, I usually like reasonably slow paced movies, 
but this was just a bunch of nothing. Good cinematography and great acting, but it didn't work for me. Um, yeah, I really agree with that. I think that one lines up perfectly with how I felt about it. I think, yeah, I think for the most part, like, I like I said, the big the big scene for me that really made the movie kind of more than than what it was was the the bunker scene where like his wife's trying to get him to go upstairs and that sort of thing. Yeah. Where everything else is kind of like sporadic and like because it it feels like with that scene they're actually trying to build towards a specific point, whereas the rest of the movie is kind of burning. It's like this 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 psychological mystery as to what's actually happening. Where this scene like feels like it's conclusive evidence to the way the movie is going, what the movie's trying to say, but then mm. like they, the ending kind of like knocks that backwards, and it's kind of like it's just this weird movie where it's this guy could be crazy. I'm like okay, yeah, that bunker scene, I kind of forgot about it a little bit just because I was so kind of like focused on the ending. But you're that that scene is really good. It's really powerful. Because you're that, so right. Yeah. Like, yeah. All that stuff. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> what I was going to say is like, like, Lee, like with the, the dinner scene, and then he has the hallucination about his daughter, like being in the streets, and then it starts raining, and then he wakes up in the middle of the night, and the storm thing's actually going off, and they go into the bunker, and it's kind of like this oh, is this actually what's, what's actually going to happen here? And then it's like, oh, he's, he's struggling with this mental, mental illness issue, and he has to overcome it. He has he has a support system, but he has to do it himself to like make strides to become what he wants to be and help help deal with these issues. Which I think like if they would have stuck with that, like closer to that, it would have been a powerful movie. But yeah. like in the ending, they're like, "Oh, here comes a giant wave." What were you trying to tell for two hours, two hours? I'm like, you you had it, you had it, and you fumbled on the goal line. Yeah. They're trying to tell you that there's a giant wave coming. All right, let's get to the second one here. We got uh, Evan Zuck gave it one and a half stars. And he said, I kept waiting for the good part that never came. This movie hinged on emotional power that was lost in translation. I wish I could get those two hours of my life back. Yeah. It was I, it, the two hour runtime was a, lo- a little long. Yeah, I think that's just what this movie was was kind of trying to be. I think they cut it cut it if they they fade to black, they show the blue sky and then cut to credits. I think great. We're done. We shaved about maybe 15 minutes off the end of the movie or so. Would have yeah. been good. Whereas like it's like okay, we're going to continue on. We're going to be like he could still actually it could actually be a profit or he could be crazy. We yeah. don't know. Okay, so when we when we recut the movie, we cut it there, right? Then we play the credits. Mm-hmm. The end, the after credit scene is them on the beach. And <laughs> then her coming outside and seeing that giant wave and then it ends there. Does that lessen the movie or does it make it better? With the post credit scene? With the post credit scene of him actually being right about a gigantic storm coming. Uh, I mean if that's the case, I feel like we're leading into like like having the uh, the dark universe, whatever that <laughs> that Universal is doing. The dark, the it's dark just, picture universe, yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's Nick Morton from uh, from the Mummy. Tom Cruise flying in on the wave. He's like, I've come to destroy humanity. Surf's up, bitches. He's just surfing, <laughs> surfing with a giant ass like Dracula cape or something. Oh my! <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll let you. Uh, we'll take that one to the theaters and we'll see how it does. Do a couple uh, test screenings. Si- we'll we'll do that and then we'll have the test screening of the Odd Thomas correct trailer in front of. Oh, it. the correct trailer, yeah. All right, we got one more here, and it's just uh, user Nancy gives it half a star, half a star, and says that was boring as fuck. <laughs> so no redeeming qualities for Nancy. She just thinks the movie sucks. Um, okay, I mean, yeah, I'm whatever. I you know how I feel about the movie. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to the hit list. Where are we going to go over the ranking? And where we think this should be. Um, you have the other two. I just have the all-time one, which I have updated okay. from last week. So this comes from Hulu. So it currently, Hulu sits at number three, Conan the Barbarian, 2011. Number two, High Rise. And number one, Odd Thomas. Ricky, where do you think we should set Take Shelter? Because originally I came, I came into this movie much like into this review thinking it was going to be much higher than I think I'm actually going to put it. Because I think the more we talked about it, the more I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, because it feeling it. Yeah, it. I think there's definitely good parts in it with a message that, like, as a filmmaker, I would try and push towards where they like went the other way. And I think that's my biggest thing is I'm like, if you would have committed to what you were like leading towards and stuck on that route, like, obviously I keep talking about it, but if you would have stuck on that route, you would have been so much better off. And this would have made like so much more sense for the movie it is rather than going the way it did. Oof. Um, I, I want to put it above Conan. But I watched Conan multiple times and I enjoyed it every time that I watch it because it's like a dumb, fun movie. This one, I don't think I would watch it again if I. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. There's no real need to. Um, so I would put it beneath Conan, I think. I think for me, I would watch scenes from it again. I don't think I would sit for the whole two hours again and watch, watch Michael Shannon try and figure, figure out his issue. Uh, because like obviously it's a great performance, but it's like there isn't too much happening in terms yeah. of like deeper storytelling, other than like when you get to the bunker scene, as well as like the the scene before it. Like I've said, I feel like I keep saying over and over again. Uh, I think, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you that I think it goes below Conan because I think there's certain elements of Conan that are definitely rewatchable, whereas mm-hmm. this it's like. Eh, I don't know. Because Conan, you have, like, the, the opening sequence is really good and stuff like that. Yeah. It's obviously, like, there's gratuitous violence in it, which doesn't need to be in it. It could definitely be PG-13. Um, And it's, like, a dumb action movie that you'd, you'd watch in the middle of the day on Sci-Fi Channel, but it's... Exactly. It's something you would, you would watch on Sci-Fi Channel, not something that you find for $3.99 on Blu-ray used in an FYE. <laughs> You got four dollars, and you can pick between this, between Conan, and Take Shelter. You're picking Conan, a hundred percent. 
out of that used bargain bin FYE, you know, DVD section. Yeah, I would I would definitely take Conan over this, I think. For sure. All right, yeah, I'm good. So I'm good with last, the new last place. I didn't think Take Shelter would be be like this, but I'm I'm sorry, Take Shelter. This is just how it's gonna how it's gonna shake out for you. I yeah, I thought it was gonna be really good last week. I thought it was gonna be the one. You know what I mean? Mm. But here we are. Here we are. And now for the second way we rank the movies, which is by the year we watched it in. We have a bunch of good movies this year, so we'll see where this shakes out. At number 11, we have The Hills Have Eyes 2 Remake. Number 9, Mile 22. Number 8, High Rise. Number 7, Flubber. Number 6, Hercules. Number 5, The Game. Number 4, Odd Thomas. Number 3, Wonder Woman 1984. Number 2, Basic Instinct. And still reigning at number 1, Tenet. Ricky, where do you think Take Shelter should fall on this list? This one, ooh. It's what was number ten? One. What was number ten? Number ten is shoulder arms. The, the uh, the the hit well, classic. Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin. Yep, I couldn't think of Charlie Chaplin for whatever reason, but now, yeah, it's Charlie Chaplin film. Old, back in the day. Yeah, and then underneath that, wait, what's what's number nine? Number nine is Mile Twenty Two. I think I'd put it underneath mile 22. Yeah, I think I think the action would be more more enjoyable to watch for mile 22 than try and like sit through this movie again with just kind of trying to absorb all the what it's trying to tell you because I think especially from viewing it from a later on lens, it's kind of hard to see all the mental health stuff they're doing because it doesn't feel like it's like Completely accurate, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do under mile 22. So this is going to fall the number 10, which that puts us at number 12, The Hills Have Eyes 2 remake, number 11, Shoulder Arms, number 10, Take Shelter, number 9, mile 22, number 8, High Rise, number 7, Flubber, number 6, Hercules, number 5, The Game, number 4, Odd Thomas, number 3, Wonder Woman 1984, number 3, Basic Instinct, and number 1, Tenant. Now, Ricky, will you bring up now available's all-time ranking list? Yes, sir. Can you? Oh, you can't see it. Um, Wait, can you well, see I it? Can, you have a copy. I got it pulled up on uh, Twitch, so I can okay. look at it. So, the all-time ranking list currently stands at 22, The Hills Have Ice 2, 21, Catherine Upside Down, number 20, Shoulder Arms, number 19, The Runner, number 18, Mile 22, number 17, Conan the Barbarian, number 16, White Mile, number 15, High Rise, number 14, Taxi Driver, number 13, Prince of Persia, number 12, Flubber, number 11, Scoob, number 10, Hercules, number 9, Wonder Woman 1984, number 8, The Game, number 7, Labyrinth, number 6, Haunted Mansion, number 5, Basic Instinct, number 4, Odd Thomas, number 3, Clue, Number two, Tenet, and number one, waiting for the punchline, friend of the show, Nick Scarpino's film. <laughs> friend of the show. Friend of the show. Um, Yeah, I think I'd have to put it at number 20. Number 20. So that would be where it puts shoulder arms down. Yeah. Yeah, I think the runner has more kind of 
Well, I don't know. I think the runner and this are at equal footing, so I'm okay putting it at number 20. I think, yeah, number 20 below um, uh, the runner above shoulder arms makes sense. All right. So that puts it as number 20 is take shelter. So that puts the end of the list standing at because I'm not going to read the, through the whole thing again because you can see it. It puts number 23, the Hills of Ice 2, number 21, Catherine Upside Down, number 20, 20 or number 22, Catherine Upside Down, number 21, Shoulder Arms, number 20, Take Shelter, number 19, The Runner. All right. Let me get off of here. <laughs> I have a very special guest. Your sixth time MB- NBA All-Star. From North Carolina, Michael Jordan. That is an adorable cat. Say hi to the world, Mike. He doesn't want anything to do with me right now. He's pissed. He's just being shy. Yeah, we're not talking about Space Jam. Yeah. He's got his straw, and that's all he wants to do. And he he did catch me with his nail a little bit. Um, yeah, okay, I'm good with this. I'm, I like it. I like where we're at. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good list. There's some stuff I would change on it, but it's stuck. So yeah. when we get to the end of the year be. review, we can, uh, the year in review and we, we can change it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, see if you yeah, can get... but... that's his, uh, that's his house right there. His little bag. He's got a straw. He's living it. He's living the dream right now. <laughs> he's a freak he hates that straw alright um, well, okay, each so... and every week with now available we search at the end of the show we go through and we randomly pick out a movie for you that we're gonna watch next week come back discuss with you so you have time to watch it too this week Ricky, would you bring up the wheel so we see what we are going to watch? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to watch on HBO Max and in theaters, The Suicide Squad. Round of applause, everybody. This movie, whoop, daddy. We almost picked, Very exciting. We almost picked to talk about this one over Take Shelter. We're just going to skip Take Shelter altogether. <laughs> um, I, it was contemplated. Very much it, yeah. was contemplated. So if you have HBO, if you have, uh, you know, a ride to the to the cinema, to the multiplex, to the <laughs> yeah, to the multiplex, <laughs> go watch the Suicide Squad. Come back, listen to the episode. Um, are we gonna do a live one? Or we're just we can gonna do that one live. You want to? We can do that okay. one live. Um, yeah, we're still kind of working out the kinks for like live shows. I think it would be cool. To have a set schedule, but also, like I've said before, like I said to Adam before, I like the uh, spontaneity of just doing it whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're watching the Suicide Squad, starring Very James Gunn. Starring James Gunn. Yeah, so this will this episode or the Suicide Squad episode will go up not this Friday but next Friday. So we, you've got two weeks to go check it out, watch it a couple times, love it as much as we do, and then come back to uh, join us in the conversation. 
So it'll be it'll be a good time. It's gonna be a good one. This is a good. This is a fun movie. Mm. All right, all right. So that's um, it for me. That's it for you. That's it for us. Uh, where can the Sounds people? Like where it. can the good people find you? <laughs> they can find me at Howard AK88 and Storm Studios on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Howard AK88, keep up with the latest on me. Storm Studios, keep up on the latest with the podcast when we're streaming. Uh, as well as when we go, when the actual show goes up, different notifications about different things, hopefully more content in the future, and so on and so forth. And Ricky, where can the people find you? You can find me at Ritz Khalifa um, on Twitter and on Twitch. Um, I post sometimes and sometimes I don't. And that's all I got to say to you. You know what I mean? Remember, throw your your aviation gin bottles into Ricky's front yard to get us uh, get us scheduled to a streaming uh, streaming schedule. I forgot that was one of the one of my demands. Yeah, we want aviation gin bottles. We want a sponsorship from Mint Mobile. Um, just just take your take your Mint Mobile cards you buy at the store, scratch them off, redeem them. Just throw the the, the empty card into Ricky's yard. I want used cards. I don't want new ones. I want used ones. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, until next time. Love you. Bye, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.